Do you want to reach your full kingdom potential? Welcome to Walking in the Spirit with Carlos Rivera. Listen, it's not enough to desire something. You gotta do something. Man, I gotta say that one more time. It's not enough to desire something. You gotta do something. It's time to take action and connection, involvement and commitment to the next level. Here's Carlos Rivera. This is Pastor Carlos Rivera, and I'm just so glad to be with you. Today, I'm really excited about the topic because I believe this is truly a life-changing type message because his word always speaks, right? So I believe God's word is going to speak to every single one of us when we really consider God's word. And if you have your Bibles with you, go ahead and turn to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. That's Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And here's what God's word says. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hmm. Praise God. You know, this is the key. This is such a powerful uh, scripture because this is the key. If you can change your mind, you can change your life. That's right. If you can change your mind, you can change everything about your life. See, we know that education is such an important part of our lives. If you actually graduated from college, this is kind of crazy. You've spent approximately, this is this is really, really wild, 21,400 hours in school. <laughs> Most of this time is spent storing information in your mind so you can learn the things you need to qualify for a specific job or a business. What we're taught is what to think, but not always how to think. See, I remember in high school, I did really well in my classes, but as well as I did and, and the grades that I got, it didn't prevent me from drinking beer and smoking marijuana and, and snorting cocaine. I mean, even as a young person in high school, I got caught up with the wrong people. And as smart as, as we can be, as intelligent as we can be, we still do dumb things. Being smart didn't prevent me from hanging around with the wrong people. It didn't prevent me from getting in trouble with the law. You know that you can be smart and still do dumb things. Come on, somebody. Absolutely. You can be smart and still make bad decisions. Just because you know better doesn't always mean that you'll do better. I mean, you've had people tell you how much potential you have, but how unfortunate it is that you're not using it. <laughs> you know, we know mistakes we've made in our past relationships, and yet we keep making the same mistakes over and over again and choosing the same people over and over again, or even worse, we've accepted our current broken condition and now we've just given up and quit trying. Or maybe you're doing well, maybe it's none of the above for you, but, but you're frustrated because you know that God has more, yet you can't seem to get to that next level. There seems to be a hurdle you just can't get over. And that can be so frustrating at times. Sometimes we, we don't even realize why we're feeling the way we are, but we realize that we're living less than we should be living and we know that there's more. Many of us are held back and stuck because of our past life experiences. We don't step out on faith because we're afraid to fail. We lack confidence, so we settle for good when God has great. We find ourselves in a box that keeps us confined to mediocrity. It's time to get out of the box. It's time to let God out of your box. Come on, somebody. Instead of thinking outside the box, 
get rid of the box altogether. You see, God has no limits. See, if you don't like something, then change it. If you can't change it, then change the way you think about it. And that really is important. You know, I remember when I first came to Christ, I worked for a gentleman, I've mentioned this quite a bit, to a boss who was super challenging. You ever work for somebody that every time you did something, no matter what you did, they would always find something wrong with it? Well, that's the kind of boss I had. And you know, I worked for the job and I decided I was not gonna quit my job. I mean, God had given me this job when I was looking for a job, right? I had just gotten saved and I was seeking the Lord. Anyway, long story short, you know, he ended up eventually just being so difficult to work with. And I realized if I was gonna stay in this job, then I couldn't change him. I prayed for him. And it seemed like every time I prayed, he'd get even worse, right? But so I, so I began, I continued to pray, but I realized that while I was praying, God wasn't changing him, God was changing me. He was changing my perspective. He was changing the way I saw things. It was so powerful that little by little I began to understand. And I actually began to feel sorry for the gentleman because I figured if, if he was making me that miserable, then he was so miserable himself and his life was really in bad shape. So I continued to pray for him. And eventually the Lord uh, took him out of my life. The Lord actually, he was let go of the company. And then another boss came in later who turned out to be an amazing, amazing man to work for. So, so God God did something great in that job. But see, I believe that the key to changing your life is changing your mind. That's right. Changing the way you think about things. What the Apostle Paul writes here in our text in Romans 12 too is important. But who he writes it to, I mean, what he wrote was amazing, but who is Paul writing to? He's writing this letter to the church not to the world. He's writing to the church in Rome. Paul's not writing to unbelievers. Paul's not writing to the unsaved or the lost. He's addressing the church, the body of Christ in Rome. Those that have been born again by the Spirit of God. Those that have embraced Christ as their Savior. Those that confess Jesus as Lord. Those are the folks that he's addressing here. So he's saying, listen, you might have come to Christ, but there's some things that need to change. Come on, somebody. You've come out of Egypt, but now Egypt has to come out of you. Amen. And he tells these people, let the Lord transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You know, what this tells me is that it's possible for people in the church to be saved and just settle for salvation, but not experience transformation. I got to say that one more time. Folks will settle for salvation, but not experience transformation. Salvation will get you into heaven. Transformation will get heaven into you. Absolutely. See, I want you to know that there is more in store. If you allow God to work on an aspect of your life that changes everything, that's right. Let him work on your mind. Because the mind is an amazing thing. King Solomon, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7 said this, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. What Solomon is writing, the wisest man in the world was saying at that point, is saying, listen, what you think, how you think, the way your mind works is who you become. 
Wow, that is so powerful. So the word of God is, is saying, and when Paul writes to the Romans, he's saying, listen, begin to work on that aspect of your life and you'll see things begin to change around you because your mind changes. So how you interpret things, how you begin to perceive the way things are going on around you, that will change. And when that changes, you'll find out that maybe if things don't change around you, then you can change and be able to thrive even in a situation that seems negative. The Lord wants to lead you back to the original purpose for your life. He sure does. And the key to God restoring you is allowing him to change your mind. That's a great prayer to ask, amen. In order for a baby to transition from his mother's womb into the world, guess what? He needs to come out head first. So in order for a Christian to transition correctly from a worldly life into a new life in Christ, he needs to come out how? That's right, head first. Your head, your brain, your mind needs to change. Wherever your head goes, your body will follow. Wherever your thoughts go, your life will follow. The problem is that there are too many Christians that are breached. Come on. See, the key to changing your life is to change your mind, is to change what's happening in your head. See, for us to have a changed mind, we need to get ready for renewal. God begins to prepare our minds. Today, we're going to touch on one aspect of what we need to do in order to have our minds changed, right? In order for God to transform our minds. One thing it is to want the mind renewal. It's another to be ready for the renewal. Amen. In other words, you have to make some preparation. Many of us desire to change, but how many actually pursue it? Like how many actually get proactive about the change that God is doing in their lives? God will always consider your readiness. Listen to this. Write this down if you're taking notes. God will always consider your readiness before he conveys his revelation. Mm. God will always consider your readiness before he conveys his revelation. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2, God's word said this, I fed you milk and not with solid food. For until now, you were not able to receive it, and even now, you are still not able. See, what, what Paul is saying is that the revelation that he had for those folks in, in the church of Corinth, they weren't ready for it. They were drinking the milk, but they weren't getting to the solid food, the word of God, of that transformation power. They had to be prepared in their minds. They had to be at a certain place. God is saying, there are certain conversations I want to have with you, but you're not ready for my revelation. Oh, come on, somebody. God wants to speak to you at a different level, but unless our mind is prepared to receive that, then he's unable to speak. It's like God saying, I want to feed you a steak, but all you can handle is a milkshake. <laughs> That's right. God says, I got so many bigger things for you, but you're not ready. You're not prepared. See, I want to take you to Longhorn Steakhouse, and all you want is Dairy Queen. Come on now. Listen, get ready. Come on, get ready. It's time. It's time to prepare ourselves for what God wants to do in every single one of us. Today, we're going to talk about one of the aspects that we need to do to prepare for a mind change. Open your mind. Open your mind. Listen, you can't walk through an open door with a closed mind. Sometimes we're waiting on God to open a door, but God is waiting for you to open your mind. 
See, God's ready to move on your behalf. He's ready to take you to different levels, but he's waiting on us to open our minds. Sometimes we can be so stuck in our ways. Sometimes we say, well, well, this is just the way I've always done it. This is the way I am. Listen, if the way you've always done it and the way you are is not working and not moving you forward, then it's time to have an open mind for something new. In John chapter 9, verse 6, God's word says this, When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. Wow, this is a miracle that Jesus does here in the book of John. See, if that man wouldn't have had an open mind, he wouldn't have open eyes. Oh, listen to what I'm saying here, folks. Most of us would have missed that miracle. God will do something you've never seen to give you something you've never had. You have to have an open mind. God wants to move on your behalf and God will do something that you've never seen before to give you something that you've never had before. Amen. In Isaiah 43, 19, God's word says this, Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Listen, this is so powerful. Sometimes you can't know things because you're so closed-minded. And when I say know things, it means to perceive it. And God is trying to do something new, but we have a closed mind. See, listen, if you have a closed mind, you're going to miss an open door. That's right. If your mind is closed, there could be an opportunity coming your way right now. An opportunity to do something great and mighty, uh, uh, maybe a business opportunity, maybe an opportunity to help someone as well and be a blessing. But we can miss all these opportunities if we have a closed mind and we're not really thinking outside the norm. We're just stuck in mediocrity when God wants to do mighty things in our lives. It might be unorthodox. It might be unconventional, right? Unusual and definitely unfamiliar. God will take you through territories and through things and put you on a path that things are not comfortable. They're unfamiliar, unconventional, unorthodox. It's so powerful to understand that we need to be open because God doesn't always do things the same way. God is doing things in different ways at times, and we can't box them in and lock them in and say, that can't be God because God wouldn't do it that way. God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are much higher than our thoughts. So we need to be open-minded. If we're going to have our minds changed by God, then open your mind. Don't be so locked in all the things of the past. Listen, so many people are filled with bad information, especially people in the church, They've been taught teachings that really, when you look at the Bible, it was just teachings that just limit people, uh, teachings that actually hurt people and keep them from growing. So sometimes we need to let go of the past teachings and say, this is the way it used to be done. But listen, God's word is true, but God's word also helps us to change and evolves us to be open-minded about what God can do. The more open-minded you are, the greater the possibilities that God can do something great and mighty because God works in the unconventional, doesn't he? I mean, the fact that he told Abraham to leave his home, leave everything that he knew and just roll out. I mean, that was unconventional, unorthodox, truly unfamiliar. See, but, but God is unleashing his uncommon power. He's the God of new things. And in order to get the new things that God has, we must open our mind. See, be careful not to get stuck in the old and miss the new. Drop that in the chat right now. Don't get stuck in the old and miss 
than you. I mean, this whole season that we've just been through has been astronomically different and, and just stressful and, and there was so much unrest and, and we've kind of settled down somewhat. But man, the repercussions are there, right? The scars, the hurt, the pain. And you know, many of us are still in recovery mode from all the emotional stuff that we've been through. We serve a God that's gonna start changing things around us and he's gonna start changing how we see things. But in order to do that, He's got to start changing our minds. We need to have our minds renewed, but we have to be open to it. We have to say, Lord, help me to see the things the way you see them. And when you begin to do that, you'll see that God will heal you. God will minister to you. God will use you in a greater way because we know that we serve a God that does new things. Keep an open mind. As long as it aligns itself with God's word, as long as the spirit of God bears witness to it, then you know what? God is moving and God is doing great and mighty things. Well, listen, I'm so grateful that you join me. Amen. Listen, we're going to pray over this word. We're going to pray over this message and that, that maybe God will even now put, uh, start the process that he needs to start in order to move us to the place that he needs to move us. Amen. Praise God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. You're such a good a good God, such an amazing God. Be transformed by your word, not, not conform to this world, Lord God. Not allow this world to form us in all its, all its chaos and all its confusion. But Father, we know that you're a God of order. So in Jesus' name, help us to keep an open mind of what you're trying to do in our lives. To not be presumptuous, but to just to be open. And to be free, oh God, and allow you, Lord God, to lead us and guide us. I pray for everybody that's on this program right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray your blessing upon them, upon their household as well, oh God. And just continue to strengthen them, continue to provide for every need that they may have as well. And Father, we just thank you and we praise you. We give you glory and honor this day. And we're always going to make sure, oh God, that you get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, listen, y'all, God bless every single one of you. This is Pastor Carlos Rivera. Pray you have a blessed rest of the day and just continue to serve the Lord. And remember, as you keep walking through life, look for opportunities to be a blessing to others. Walking in the Spirit with Carlos Rivera. Don't forget to share this podcast. Let us know how God is working in your life and how we can pray for you. If you wonder about it, wander around it, worry about it, join us for fresh inspiration and motivation from the Word of God with new episodes available every Friday. Connect with Carlos at carlosmrivera.com. Come.